Well, hello again, and welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, where we believe the best idea wins. Welcome to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, an award-winning show dedicated to helping contractors generate more revenue, employ more people, and serve more customers. Powered by Rival Digital. Tune in each week to learn how other business owners and industry professionals across the country are staying ahead of the curve in an ever-changing business landscape. So, are you ready to dominate your marketing, get a grip on your operations, and build the business you've always dreamed of? Join your host, Eric Thomas, and get a fresh perspective on what it takes to create a world-class contracting business. The best idea wins. Now, here's Eric Thomas. Well, for everyone tuning in, uh, this is our final recording that we are doing at uh, the Women in HVACR event. This has been a really good time. I appreciate them inviting us out to record podcast episodes here. Um, and so I think this is going to be a good grand finale to talk uh, to Ryan today about automation uh, for the shoulder season, membership sales, integrations with Service Titan, all that good stuff. So, Ryan, why don't you take it away, introduce yourself, tell the, the listeners out there kind of how you got your start in the industry, and, and we'll kind of go from there. Sure. Thank you so much. Yeah, my, like I said, my name is Ryan Fenn. I'm the CEO here at Chirp. That's C-H-I-I-R-P. Don't forget the second I if you're checking it out. Um, my story goes back um, 40 years ago. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> um, no about uh, – I actually, I actually didn't start in this industry. I started my first business uh, about 12 years ago. My brother and I started a windshield repair business. We were out there fixing windshields. And uh, we, got, we got pretty good at what we were doing. We got to where we had scaled it up to where we had like nine different locations – and, uh, you know, around then I, I, I kind of had this kind of crossroads where I could keep scaling this business or try to take it more globally with like a, an offer to help people build their own, uh, windshield repair businesses. So I, I started putting together a training program. Um, I put together this training program over a year, um, did videos. This was back before making courses was cool. And, uh, in 2015, I launched that course. And uh, it started to sell like crazy. I was selling it using automation. I was figuring out how to piece together um, automation. And I made, I made like $2 million selling this course. Wow. And, uh, and I saw that the process I was using to, to automate my sales process was, and I was duct taping together a lot of stuff, you know, to make it work. And I thought, man, th if this works so well for this, I should probably try to, take you know this pattern of helping other entrepreneurs and go let's let's put a software together that that um makes this sales process possible for all businesses and that's when we got the idea to start chirp we started about four years ago um and we we were like hey let's sell this to anybody and everybody and you know uh, people came along and then as home services started to use it we started to really see some awesome benefits from it and a lot of people having a lot of success with it and we started to integrate with Service Titan, House Call Pro. We just finished the integration with Jobber, Service Monster. Uh, Sarah is um, almost done as well. But as we started to build those integrations, we started to really take off in the home service industry. And that's how we got here. So, yeah. So, just from like a high level view, what does Chirp do? Yeah. So, automation, you know, can mean a million different things, right? We focus on communication automation. We want to make sure that the, um, the customer is having an awesome experience from the, a moment they become a lead 
all the way through the entire customer journey. We want to automate the outreach so that, you know, you're, you're converting more leads on the front end. You're communicating more effectively the moment that a lead becomes a lead. We're following up consistently with every single lead, every single estimate using text messaging, email, and ringless voicemail. And then we want to make sure that after a job is complete, that all of the communication is done for you for from all the way from the review request to, you know, um, uh, filter change reminders throughout the year, uh, all the stuff that can nurture a, a customer and maintain them so that when it's time to rebook, it's a no brainer. They get a text message. Hey, it's been 12 months since your last service. Let's get you back on the schedule. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You hear automation thrown around so much these days. Um, I mean, I personally, I love Zapier. I uh, just, I use the heck out of that for everything, but um, it, it can really mean a lot. So like, what are, I don't know, what, what are like the top two or three ways that contractors can utilize automation or, you know, a tool like Chirp to yeah stay busy? Well, let's talk about, you know, being, being more um, intentional with your automation, more laser focused with your automation. That's one of the big problems that, uh, you know, people have because these, these systems don't communicate you have Zapier to, to bridge the gap between softwares, but a lot of times there's a lot of stuff that's lost in between those two things. So you're only able to kind of do general um, automations. So we took it really deep into Service Titan. We took it really deep into House Call Pro, really deep into Jobber, uh, and doing the same thing with Sarah as they, as they continue to improve their product. But um, the key is we want to be able to trigger automation at the exact right moment with the exact right customer we don't want to blanket uh communicate with everybody exactly the same way every job is different we want to treat them differently based on on different things that are happening within the crm okay so for example um let's say you trigger an estimate to go out in um in service titan uh we want to follow up with that estimate if it doesn't close and a lot of businesses are not doing that. They're picking up the phone maybe once, maybe picking up the phone twice to follow up with an estimate, yeah. and then it's gone. They lose, you know, they they lose that opportunity that may have converted had they been a little more um, assertive with their follow up, right? Yeah. But it's really hard to do. It's a lot of work if you're going to do it without automation. Following up consistently with every single lead can be. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like a full time job, you know, and so. Um, but you don't want to follow up, for example, with your high ticket items the same way you would follow up with a low ticket item. It's a different cadence, different sequences. And so what we do is we go into Service Titan and we say, okay, if an estimate is sent and it has this job type or this business unit, this, um, this line item, this tag, this technician, this invoice value, whatever, all these different filters, I can choose and say, then do this campaign. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then I say, but if it has this line item or if it has this job type or this, you know, invoice amount or whatever it is, do this campaign. And now I can, I can custom tailor, you know, these campaigns for very specific job types that we're doing. Yeah. So. So with awesome things like automation, there's still, you know, there's still got to be a human element to that. Right. So like the CSRs and the dispatchers and, you know, whoever's in the service site and still has to tag the job or the estimate. What happens like, or I guess let me back this up. Like what, how should contractors go about um, communicating the value of like properly marking things in service Titan for different automation campaigns? Yeah, that's clearly a challenge, you know, that you have got to take. We're definitely not, 
eliminating the human element entirely. There's definitely a need to maintain your database, you know, and it's definitely something you should you should heavily train on so that you are specifically doing that. But if you do, it can it, that little thing can mean very big things, yeah, very big returns. Um, and by you know, we we talk about that. We 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 never want to completely automate out the human being from this process. Yeah, we want to give the human being superpowers to do more and accomplish more. So we're never we're not trying to get rid of people's jobs. We're trying to make them more effective in their jobs. And when I say that, we can do things like, you know, these these text message follow ups that are going out or these email follow ups. It's you know mostly text messages. We have a ninety eight percent read rate on text messaging, you know, so it's the most effective way to communicate. But the the key here is that we're trying to trigger conversations. We're not trying to close deals. We're trying to trigger the conversation. So yeah. for example, you know, a text message might go out. I can't tell you how many times I'll have somebody comment in our group that'll say like, oh man, a three week follow-up just went out and the guy responded and said he's ready to go. You know, no companies aren't following up three weeks, four weeks later without automation. And then yeah. when that person pops back up, and they say, yeah, sorry, I've been sick. I just had a guy say that he got a he got like a $100,000 job closed um, from a three-week follow-up. The guy had gotten sick, stopped, you know, started ignoring his initial text messages from the estimate. A three-week follow-up went out and said, hey, it's been a few weeks. Haven't heard back from you. Just wanted to make sure before I close this estimate out if you had any questions. And the guy said, oh, I'm so sorry. I was sick. Totally forgot. Let's, let's revisit. And then they got back on the phone. Yeah. Of course, he didn't close the deal. From that text but it re-triggered the conversation yeah it's able to get them back on the phone and close the deal yeah so like when, yeah when we're talking about that like rehashing leads because <clears throat> i'm sure there's so many contractors out there that have millions of dollars of unsold estimates just chilling just sitting there <laughs> in their in their crm yep. so what have been some of like success stories that you've seen from contractors implementing automation and campaigns like that yeah, so let's talk about, um, you know, I just actually did a podcast with um, Dustin Miller. He owns Comfort now in uh, in California. Super cool guy. Um, one of the ways, he, he, he talks about how um, he keeps his shoulder season fully booked throughout the year using Chirp. Uh, or not throughout the year, through the shoulder season. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, he, he made, he, so one of the automation campaigns that he does is it's a it's a blend of ringless voicemail and text messaging. And the the way that he does this, it, this is going to sound super simple, but this has booked him millions of dollars in jobs over the last three years. So he reaches out to customers that he has not serviced in a year or more. Uh, he sends and this is all this is all something done automatically. Um, a, te, a, a voicemail goes out. If you're not familiar with ringless voicemails, where it's just sending a voicemail right to the phone so they see their phone they see that there's a voicemail and they listen to it and basically what he says hey hey it's dustin with comfort now i first wanted to say thank you so much for being a customer of comfort now i just wanted to let you know it's that time of year again um right now we have 50 available slots for a, a, a deep discount on our tune-up it's only 49 bucks uh if you'd like to take one of those slots just text me back on this number or call me back he said he's and that goes straight to their phone it's all automatic uh, they listen to that, and he he can't he he says it, it blows me away every single time I do that. I get I just get calls back. Hey, Dustin, just try to call me. I want to get one of those slots. I want to get one of those slots. And then for those that don't book, um, you know, ten to fifteen minutes later, he has a text message go out that says, "Hey, uh, my boss Dustin." So it's like it's coming from the CSR at this point. It says, "Hey, my boss Dustin just left you a voicemail. 
uh, about these these um, forty nine dollar tune-ups. We still have some slots left. Would you want to want to snag one of those spots? Then they'll get texts back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. And then he does one more follow up a day later that um, says, "Hey, just want to let you know we're about out of those spots. Just wanted to follow up one more time, see if we could get you on the books." That simple three step campaign: voicemail, text message, text message, has booked millions of dollars in in uh, sales during the shoulder season. Um, he, you know, he talks, and we talk about this a lot. During shoulder season, marketing is not, it's its hard to spend money in the shoulder season on marketing. You're not, people aren't anxious to get their stuff worked on, right? Yeah. It's not hot, it's not cold. And so, um, and so you need to take advantage of your existing database, what you already have, get those people, um, you know, that, that you, the low hanging fruit that you already have in your database yeah. with that. So that's one, uh, one of a thousand different automations we can talk about. That was extremely effective. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, shoulder season, because we're, I mean, we're, it's November 4th, and it's 57 degrees in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure, not, I'm sure they're not with air conditioner. Yeah. I'm sure the air conditioners are just breaking down left and right right now, you know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think, like, shoulder season in particular, so many contractors, I feel like they just they don't throw in the towel for the, for the year, but they kind of just like, it's a mindset of it's just shoulder season. It's going to be going to be slow. And they kind of just start. Yeah. Just ready for it. And but it doesn't have to be, it doesn't yeah. have to be like, yeah, you know, a $49 tune up isn't, isn't a, it, that's a loss leader in most yep. cases. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's it's, it's going to yeah. be a huge yeah. loss leader. If you just treat it like a $49 tune up. Yep. Rather than just an opportunity to keep your people employed and busy well and he i mean from that he's booking you know replacements and yeah. and everything at that point it's it's all really just a loss leader to generate a lead for a potentially bigger opportunity for sure yeah so, so what are some other what are some common challenges that you see contractors facing when it comes to automating follow-up and stuff like that so one of the big things that people have a problem with is is you know taping together multiple systems and and that's where you know you talked about Zapier and and it's it's you got to have a tech degree to figure some of this stuff out you know and um and that's that's where we kind of stepped in and said hey you know what if we if we create this directly this can be a lot easier to do and then if we provide the service of building these automations for clients that's you know something that we we offer so that they're not having to uh, figure this stuff out on their own because it's it, this is like full on nerd stuff, you know. Yeah. So so and these HVAC guys are like, you know, I'm I'm not a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. So that's where my team of nerds <laughs> steps in and helps with the process. But um, the key for us has been the direct, the very direct integration, so that you're not having to duct tape together a million different systems and you're not having to change what you're doing. So when we trigger an automation, it's not something you're going in and saying, okay, I just sent an estimate out. Now I need to trigger the follow-up. The Just by virtue of sending out the estimate, you've triggered that follow-up to start. And so it's you're not changing your process. You're still, in, still doing what you would normally do in Service Titan, and Chirp's just responding from that. So I'll give you an example. This is, again, back to Dustin Miller. One of his estimate um, problems, estimate rehash campaign problems, was he had a follow-up system that was separate and he and this follow-up system would go out over you know two weeks and it would send text messages over two weeks 
uh, to try to get an estimate to convert. And he had to, the problem was, is because the two systems didn't communicate, he had to remember if somebody booked the job from the follow-up, he had to remember to go in and shut down that campaign. And if he forgot, the customer had, that had booked would then get another follow-up. Hey, do you want to, do you want to, you know, yeah. follow up on that estimate? You want to get that estimate done? And that was a problem because they'd be like, I already booked. And especially if he started to offer a discount later yeah. towards the end, then yeah. it's like, hey, do you want to, you want to, you know, I'm offering a 10% discount right now. And they go, well, I booked yesterday, but I'll take that 10% discount. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, shoot. So <laughs> the key is that you, the systems need to communicate both ways to both to start and then to stop at the appropriate times as well. So, yeah. and, and, and again, this is all total nerd speak, right? But, um, that's what we help we help with so we don't just say hey here's our software good luck um yeah. we're, we're here to implement and help you with automation through the whole process yeah there's a lot of softwares out there that do that yeah exactly <laughs> they're right. like thank you for your purchase yep uh, and then you can't ever you never hear from them again yeah you, from again. you go in our uh, chirp user support group and we have you know everybody talking about it we have our uh, ex expert automation pros that are there to like build stuff for you um whenever you go oh, i have this cool idea I want to set it up. I actually, um, I have, I just had a really cool one that I want to share about memberships. Do we want to go down that path now? Oh yeah. Let's, okay. let's do it. So membership sales are obviously, you know, something that is a hot topic. Some people like them, some people don't. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the selling memberships is always a problem because you're trying to train technicians to sell something. And generally technicians, unless you have, you know, some of the few that are really good, most of them are just technicians. They're not sales guys. Right? Yeah. And so we talk about framing, you know, sales framing and getting the conversation right so that the technician um, can actually sell. And this process is, I think, going to be really, really killer. It's fairly new um, that we, we kind of came up with this, but you can. Um, so one of the one of the uh, triggers within Service Titan and, and, and House Call Pro as well um, is technician dispatched or on my way yeah. those are the triggers right so so you you click technician dispatched okay one of the cool filters in service titan is we can see whether or not it's a member or a non-member already yeah. so we'll treat them differently if it's a member we're not going to do this if it's a non-member what we're going to do is we're going to hit technician dispatch that's going to trigger a campaign in chirp that's going to send out a text message it's going to say you know hey first name Obviously, going to replace that with their first name. Say, hey, first name, uh, your technician John is on his way. You should expect him in the next, you know, forty-five minutes. Whatever you want to say, this is fully customizable. Whatever you say, and then you say, and then this is the this is the magic. This simple line right here. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to save money on this call, ask our technician about our membership program. That's it. That's the magic right there. That one sentence yeah. is a sales framing strategy. What that does is it puts it in their head. 45 minutes before the technician's even going to get there, whatever it is. And it says, you know, ask them about the members. So they're kind of thinking about it. And then when the technician gets there, they ask, Hey, how can I save money on this call? And now the technician doesn't have to remember to bring up memberships. Yeah. It's not an awkward conversation. He can just go, Oh, perfect. Yep. What we can do is this is our membership program. This is how you save money on this call. If you want to go, if you want to, you know, yeah. And that. I mean, that right there, you know, if you're just like, hey, did you did you ask that? Did you bring up memberships? Did you bring up memberships? And they're like, oh, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. You know, instead, yeah. you put it on the on the customer. Yeah, yeah that's that's really smart. I think uh, I had Marcus Sheridan on the podcast. Marcus Sheridan. Yeah. From um, he wrote, they ask you answer. 
And he was talking about assignment selling where, you know, before a service visit or before an estimate, you're, you know, you're, you're hitting the customer with like, Hey, read this before we show up. Yeah. It's Talk- framing. Yeah. yeah. And so like, he's like leading up to that appointment. It's like your technician's on the way. The last thing is like, you know, here's a, a bio about him or whatever, but that's really smart because at that, I mean, if you walk into the home and the homeowner is already prepared to sign up and oh, buy, yeah. it's, it's a slam dunk. 90% of the sales job is done by that text message, right? And then if they yeah. ask, you know, if they ask, because you already, it already says in there, ask about our membership program. If they ask, they're interested, done. Yeah. They're not going to ask if they're not, if they're not interested in the membership program, they're, they're not going to ask. So it's, it's like I said, it's basically just the, the technician at that point taking an order, like saying, okay, yeah. cool, let's get you going. Yeah. So. No, that's huge. So memberships, estimate, rehash, uh, follow up. What are some other capabilities of Chirp that a lot of contractors utilize? Yeah. Let's talk about the front end a little more on lead conversion and then, and then post job as well so lead conversion obviously is a big is a big thing speed to lead or you know contacting the lead within a certain amount of time i have a chart on on one of my demonstrations on the website that um shows how quickly a lead and this is a not just hvac hvac specific this is leads in general um we have extremely short attention spans as human beings and they're getting shorter and shorter tiktok you can thank tiktok for that (laughs) we're getting way more you know and so if somebody expresses interest in something the chances of converting that lead uh is the is the highest in in the first minute so if they submit their information on your website or let's say it's an angie lead a lot of people hate angie leads but a lot of people do have good success with angie lead if you do it right um or it's a facebook lead or whatever it is if we do not contact that lead within one minute uh the the conversion rate drops and it drops dramatically. It, it actually cut in half within that first minute and then down to four, uh, one fourth within three minutes. Yeah. Um, and so by automating your outreach to that lead, you can contact the lead through text message within 30 seconds. So, yeah. you know, you have Angie lead, you got five, five other contractors you're competing with to get that deal. Yeah. If, if you capture the lead and send a text message in 30 seconds, you're likely going to be the first person to contact that oh, yeah. lead. So that's a big one. And then that automatically triggers the follow-up if they don't convert, um, automatically puts all their data into their uh, into your CRM so you're not having to double enter you know, the, the information. A yeah. um, lot of cool stuff there. Um, and then post-job, uh, you know, people are using different systems for like review outreach and things like that to get reviews. Uh, we find that it is extremely effective if you're using the same conversation thread from the moment the lead became the lead all the way through the entire conversation and then asking for the review from that same uh same phone number in the same thread you're basically automating what i call it you know relationship automation you're Mm -hmm. you're building a relationship with the customer throughout the whole job and then when we reach out say thank you so much for doing work with us today we really appreciate it would you leave us a review yeah it's all in that same thread it's all from the same conversation from the moment let's say it's that angie lead right from the moment they became an angie lead they get a text message uh and you've communicated with them perfectly through the entire job and then you're asking for the review all in that same thread so that's yeah you know super powerful um and then from there you know we get the review we can even trigger things like um if they leave a five-star review send them a send them a ten dollar starbucks gift card or you know whatever we want to do all automatic we have guys that 
we have guys that send out like gift baskets. They'll say, Hey, if the invoice is more than $10,000, uh, you know, automate a gift basket with my logo on it, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. And then drop them into the, uh, annual nurture campaign. That's going to send out your, um, filter change reminders, your emails, you know, leading up to the next appointment in a year. Yeah. So no, that, that's, that's really powerful stuff. So does chirp, with your automations, do you have the capabilities? I, I know that Chirp has a web chat, right? You have like a chat. Yeah, we do have a web chat. Yeah, like contact forms. Does it work for? Yeah, we have contact forms. We can, we can, we have a form builder, or you can connect to existing forms you already have. Yeah, on your like website. gravity forms. Yep, or... you can connect to those. Yep, nice. So anywhere, anywhere that somebody can submit information, we can capture Facebook lead forms. Um, you know, even if you have direct mail with QR codes on it, you can start a text message conversation right from those QR codes. Um, just think of, you know, any way that a community, that a customer can submit information, we can capture that data and start the text message conversation. See, that's, that's really strong. I, I think the Facebook lead forms kind of stand out to me, uh, you know, contact forms on sites, obviously naturally them and in web chats are, are great. But we see a lot of times with lead forms on Facebook because of how easy it is to submit it. Oh, yeah. That by the time the contractor calls the customer, the customer's like, yeah, I don't remember doing yep. that. So, you know, I talked about that windshield repair course. Yeah. Um, that's how this whole thing started was I sold that course through, win through lead forms on Facebook. I generated 250,000 lead forms on Facebook over a four year span and by texting them immediately, we had a high conversion rate. That's the difference. People go, Oh, those forms suck. Well, did you call them? Yeah, I, I called them, but it was like an hour later, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the problem. It's not that the lead form sucks. It's that it, it's a top of funnel lead that yeah. needs to be, it's, it's like, it's a seed in the ground with just, just barely starting to sprout. You know, it's not, it's not ready. Yeah. And so it's, you, you shouldn't say the lead sucks. It's a person raising their hand and saying, Hey, I'm interested. You just need to know how to properly convert those leads. And yeah. if you use automation to contact them quickly, you can maintain their attention and then you can work on selling that lead, but it does take that extra effort. Yeah. And I think that there's like generally just like a difference between a lead from Facebook and a lead from Google. Cause like Google is a reactive, like intent based program or platform. And so people are going there with a problem or a question. Whereas with Facebook, like that's more intrusive, like you're stopping them. And if you somehow have done, you know, your attention, interest, desire, action correctly and everything, yep. and then they finally say, okay. And then they click on it after they click on that, they're going to keep scrolling to the yeah. next video, yeah. the next thing. And yeah, think of it like this, right? You have, you have, there are pros and cons, right? You have Google, like you said, it's intent versus disruptive. That's the, that's the key. Those are the key phrases, right? Intent search versus disruptive marketing right intent i searched for it i want this thing if you look at the funnel like right, right i'm if you're just listening to this i have my hands up shaped like a funnel that, that those guys are right at the bottom of the funnel right they're like ready to go because they're searching they're actually thinking about this thing if you're on facebook you're not thinking about hvac you're just on facebook looking at whatever and uh it's like uh, and then and then they see your ad it's the same as if somebody had knocked on the door and disrupted their day you know, and said, Hey, I'm here to sell you HVAC. Totally different approach. Doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just in a different part of the funnel. They're, they're higher up. The benefit though of Facebook marketing or, or any kind of disruptive marketing is that you have a much broader audience to go after and you can uh, capture a much bigger 
market share because you're being proactive rather than reactive. You're not waiting for people to search. You're going to go out and search and find customers. It just takes more work to convert them. And using automation, uh, you can do that. It just, you know, there's just a different process. I, I really, it, it, it hurts my ears when, when somebody's like, oh, those leads suck. I can't, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> the lead doesn't suck. It's your conversion process. You got to figure out how to convert them better. Cause the benefit yeah. is that you're not fighting on Google. Everybody, everybody wants those leads. So you have to compete and you pay a lot more for them cause they're the best. Um, but you can step out of that and go over to disruptive marketing and capture a much bigger part of the market if you know how to do it. Yeah. Well, and even like, even when the lead sucks, they people say the lead sucks because they called and then the person either didn't answer, didn't book, didn't do anything. But that is still a person who at one point in time raised their hand and yep. and signified, this is something that I'm interested in. Even if it was Google or Facebook or Angie, or they went somewhere on the internet and said, <laughs> I need this. They yeah. have, yeah, they, they've, they've acknowledged that their current situation isn't desirable yep. and they've given you their contact information. And then what are you going to do with it? Just let it sit there and do nothing. Yeah. The worst thing you could do is, I mean, like worst case scenario, you put them into a nurture campaign and you're just peppering them with blog articles. And yeah. You think about it like that. You go, okay. Um, if, if you treat a Facebook lead the exact same as you will a Google lead, yes, you're going to say, yeah, these leads suck. But then you go, well, if I put in automation into play, okay, text message goes out. They don't respond to it. Cool. Tomorrow, another text message go out. A few days later, we'll follow up again. A few days later, we'll follow up again. And then all of a sudden, after a week or two, a, a, a response will pop back up. Hey, sorry. Yeah, let's go ahead and get going on that with zero work done on your end. Yeah. So instead of sitting there going, all oh, these leads aren't converting, you've got, you know, let's say you spend you know, a certain amount of money over a month and you generate, you know, 100 leads or whatever it is. And you just let the automation take care of it. And then all of a sudden they start popping back up in the, in the system. Oh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. They aren't, so they aren't leads. Now, now they're good leads. Yeah. You just, you let the stuff do, do the work for you. And then, yeah. then they'll pop up as good leads. Yeah. Well, and so I always use phishing in. Oh yeah, in, for sure. Whenever I'm making a, a yeah. marketing analogy, I, I just love to talk about phishing. Yep. It's just like phishing. You, you go out there and you you pick your spot on the pond. Yep. You got your hook and you got your bait and you throw it out into the water, reel it back in, and you don't catch anything. You're not going to say this hook sucks. Yeah. I'm going to cut it <laughs> off and put a different hook on. No, you yeah. just throw it again, or you move spots and you throw it over there. Maybe you adjust the bait and then you move and you yep. throw it again. Eventually, you're going to catch something. Uh, but if you just stand in the same spot and throw the same thing out there, and then you just say, Yeah, no, this, yeah. Hook, this hook sucks. I'm done fishing. Yeah, and then if you're really good, you get a net and you cast that really wide and you get really good. And that's where you, you know, as you get better at digital marketing, you can cast these much wider nets. And if you have systems in place um, to nurture those those fish, <laughs> they'll they'll grow into deals, you know. Yeah. So that's good stuff. Is there anything that we haven't covered yet that you wanted to chat about? Um man. I mean, we've gone over a lot of the benefits. We talked about site chat, um, message broadcast is probably one that you know is is something that people really latch on to. That's when you know you have the ability. We have all these nurture, all these automations, right? But there's times where you just want to say, "Hey, I want to send out you know a hundred messages to this group of people, or whatever it is. Oh, I want to do a special or something like that." Um, we can we can take your when you sync it up with your system, we can pull all their data over. It automatically pulls it over and you can pull up a list and you can send out a text message to 100 people. You can send it out to 300 people 
I don't recommend doing much more than that because you have huge response rates with text messaging. Um, so if you do like a hundred a day over like a week, um, you'll see major responses. Um, so that's a really cool feature within the system, but really what it comes down to it, it's like you're getting this, you know, and I, I don't, I guess it's kind of a sales pitch here, but when you do get on chirp, um, you're and, and everybody's looking at everybody's looking at automation. Everybody's looking for ways to be efficient. When you get it and have that automation expert in your back pocket, that's the key because we're here to work together and partner with you to make sure that it's working for you. So it's awesome. Well, Ryan, this is this has been a really cool episode. I've really enjoyed our conversation here. Um, what's the best way for listeners out there to to learn more and uh, maybe schedule a demo? So if you go on the website, uh, there's buttons all over the website that say schedule a demo. You there can you choose. You can choose. <laughs> there's there's a bunch of videos. Actually, if you scroll down a little bit more, keep going. If you want to watch, I do recommend watching this right there. That's the interview I did with Dustin Miller. Um, that's a really good interview where he reveals some really cool strategies if you want to watch that. And then, of course, book a demo with our team. Um, you can go on there, uh, choose a time. We usually take about um, you know 20 to 30 minutes to go through all the different things. Uh, and then if you decide it's a good fit, we get you onboarded. It takes about a week to onboard. Um, and get you all set up with your CRM and get everything connected. And then we, we install core campaigns that we, we have. The, the best part about this is you're not starting from scratch. We have already pre-built proven campaigns that automatically get built into your account. You can tweak them. You can add to them. You can take away whatever you want to do. And then from there, you can build uh, as many different automations as you want. We'll help you do it. If you have cool ideas like that membership thing and you go, oh, I want to build something like this, we just help you put it together. Really cool. um, and then once it's once it's up and running, these things are working in the background twenty four seven. It's like having a having a follow up assistant that just she never calls in sick, she's never late, she <laughs> she does her work for you every day. So that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you all again for tuning in to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. Uh, we will see you guys again next week. Thanks for listening to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, powered by Rival Digital, helping business owners and industry professionals.